0: I listened to an interview that you gave, Ben, in which you said that specialty coffees should actually be treated like fine wines. What yes. did you mean by that?
1: The amount of work. I mean, I've seen wine vineyards. I'm interested in fermentation and, and the corollaries with coffee similarities. But coffee, sometimes it's more work than wine. Maybe there's not as much complexity. Actually, that's not true. There is as much complexity. I mean, we pick coffee cherries at optimal ripeness using these special tools, just like they do on wine vineyards. It's cherry. It's not too different from a grape, although what we're going for is the thing inside the cherry, the coffee bean. We ferment just like people ferment with wine. Now they're all different ways of fermenting that can affect taste. And we do quality control tasting every separate day of picking so that we are making this really fine product. And I'm a Q grader, which is similar to a sommelier. And I actually give coffee scores that are not too different from the scores that are given to wines. And I talk about cupping notes. You know, There might be one coffee that has a lot of peach notes in it, another one that has some cinnamon notes in it, another one that has passion fruit or mango notes or saffron notes or jasmine notes. These are all notes that we actually taste in the coffee, just like people might taste really interesting tasting notes in wine. But also, Andrea, the work that goes into it is immense. And if you look at what you pay for a cup of coffee, I mean, you shouldn't really be paying 2 or $3 for a cup of coffee. You should be paying what you're paying for a, a glass of fine wine. Try having your coffee in a A wine glass that's tempered, that's not going to break, but it's it's worth it. I mean, you should really think about that when you're drinking your morning cup of coffee, that just as much work, or if not more work went into that than into the wine that you might enjoy that evening.
0: Amazing. Oh my God. And I'm going to ask you to take us into a typical day on the job in a moment, but... I have to pick up on what you said about the wine making piece, because Mm -hmm. I recently interviewed the head winemaker at the Golan Heights Winery. He happens to be. Yeah, he happens to be an American who made Aliyah and is has been living in Israel for Uh the last 30 plus years. And he actually explained to me that, okay, I think 85 percent of wine is water, 14 percent is alcohol and the remaining (laughs) one percent, half of that one percent involves hundreds of thousands of compounds. Mm -hmm. And that is where the art and the science lies. I had no idea that it Mm -hmm. was that tiny of a fraction of the wine that influenced so much of the flavor, the body. And one of the many things that he's so obsessed with in winemaking is the fact that he said it's almost like taking a trip around the world when mm-hmm. you uncork a bottle, because yeah. when it is fine wine, you are tasting things that are unique to that country, to that region, to that farm.
1: Mm-hmm. Is it and the he same well with have been coffee? Talking. Yeah. Yeah. He may as well have been talking about coffee. You could just substitute the word coffee in there and- he would be dead on. You know, you could be tasting a fine pakamara natural process from our farm or from other farms in our farming group, or you could be tasting a geisha. And then the pakamara might taste like blackberries and raspberries and strawberries and apples and all these things. Then you could be tasting a geisha, which is another variety that tastes like jasmine oftentimes and it's very tea-like. And you could be tasting coffee from kenya that might have this wonderful white grape-like taste to it so yeah you can travel all around the world right at your morning breakfast table
0: thanks for tuning in to this k cup mini episode of time for coffee if you want to listen to our entire caffeinated career conversation please check out the show notes for this episode